Hello, hello, ooh, that's a little bit hot there. We're gonna have to crank that down just a little bit, aren't we? Ooh. I'm sorry for that, for everybody who heard that right off in the uh, start of this here. Let me uh, let me dial that back just a little bit. I don't know why my microphone just randomly turns itself up on the master volume, but it does. Let's get, ooh, it is pinned too. Let's, uh, let's get that down just a little bit, shall we? Hello, hello, hello. Oh, that's much better. Much, much better for you guys. How are we doing? My name is Jay Edgar. Welcome to Ed Talk. We've got a bunch to talk about here. Let's see if we've got anybody going on in the live chat right now. Looks like I've got even some uh, some people over on Instagram getting ready to uh, chat in the live chat here. So let's get up into the live chat here, see what we got. Oh, looks like we got a Sully Blue in there. So, for those of you who are new to Ed Talk, this is something that I do every other Saturday. Uh, if you want to join in with the festivities, you can join in either over on Instagram, or we are also streaming live right now to YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook. But hey, if you're over on Facebook, I want to make sure that you get up there and get on over into one of the live chats that's listed in the links above you, because I can't see your live chat from where I'm sitting right now. So. And I want to see your live chat. I can see the Instagram live chat because that's sitting up on my phone in front of me. Instagram can't hear the intro music right now, which I could probably dial back up here and turn down and get started with you guys. So I want to thank everybody first off for coming on in here for the weekend here. How's your weekend? How's everybody's weekend? And we'll explain what the rules are for Ed Talk. So as I mentioned, I do this every other Saturday. I didn't do it last Saturday because it was a holiday weekend, and I figured everybody was out camping. We uh we had some fun over on Memorial Day weekend, but that's because everybody was still afraid of the COVID and the coof. So we didn't really, nobody was really going out camping as much. Well, some people still were, but people weren't going out as camping as much for Memorial Day weekend. So I took Labor Day weekend off. I spent some time with my family, and I hope that everybody else did the same as well. So... Here we are now, getting ready to talk about some things. I do have a couple topics up on the list to talk about until we see some more uh, conversation coming in with a live chat, but we're going to sit here for 60 minutes over on Instagram because that's all that they're going to allow me to have, and I will go for 60 minutes on YouTube, DLive, Twitch, Periscope, and Facebook as well, but if you get 20 people chatting in the live chat at the same time, I will go for 90 minutes. That is my promise to you. I will go for 90 minutes if I see 20 people on the little screen over here on the chat screen because, hey, if you get that many people coming in here and chatting with me, uh, it's worth it. And this is your time. This is absolutely 100% your time. That's the reason that I do this at Talk over here on Saturdays, to give you guys a chance to come back and ask the questions that I don't usually get to while I'm sitting over on Contemporary or the questions that I wait until in between topics for over on the Red Net Show. So this is your time. And you set the show, so we could talk about what I have up on the schedule to talk about today, or we can talk about literally anything else you guys want. If you guys want to talk about baseball, I'll start talking about baseball in the live chat. If you want to talk about football and their shitty start to the season, talk about that in the live chat. If you want to ask me a question about cars, I know Steven came in here and did that at one point. You can ask me about that. You can ask me about anything that you want. And if I don't have the answer for it, I will look it up and see if I can find the answer for you as well. So, yeah, go ahead. Take the conversation in any direction that you want to take this conversation. So, looks like I've got uh, Megan Rutleski down in the Instagram chat. Welcome in over there. I've got Sully Blue over in the DLive chat. So, 
Thanks for checking us out over there here. But I'm going to get to a couple of things that I wanted to talk about before until we start getting some uh, conversation populating up in here. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about immediately coming off of this, I noted this early on when I was uh, just getting home from work. I came over to Twitter and was just looking for some things and some things to uh, check that out. Sully says, have you watched Cuties yet? I couldn't make it through. I have not tried. Of course, it's a movie, therefore I've never seen it. Pretty much like any other movie out there. I, what was it? I was tweeting back and forth with my co-host. Uh, she put a quote from some Hugh Grant movie on Twitter and I said that I hadn't seen it and I got the biggest ug in the world. Like she was actually seemed legitimately mad that I hadn't seen. What the hell was it? Love Actually. I've never seen that either. Uh, no, I have not watched the Cuties movie. Uh, Robert and I over on the Generational Gap actually had a nice long conversation about that last night. I sat in for John because, well, I'm not going to tell you why he wasn't there. He can tell you when it is that it was ready, but definitely he needed to take some time and figure some things out for himself. So I sat in as the resident millennial for the Generational Gap last night, and uh, we had a nice long conversation, and Robert had a lot to say about cuties. Now, he had just been starting to figure out what had happened with cuties immediately before the show started. I remember she mentioned B for Vendetta, which is amazing. Yes, yes, I probably need to do that tomorrow because I promised I would watch at least one movie from her list this weekend, and I, or this week rather, and I haven't done that yet. So, and I made a promise, and I'm going to do it. Uh, this actually would have been, I should probably point this out too, given the fact that John had his personal life happen to him, and then Stephen Ignoramus had uh, his back get jacked up as well. Uh, this was actually supposed to be a special Ed Talk this week, where I was going to have two of my friends on. We were going to talk about California Senate Bill 145, and I'll definitely talk a little bit about that too. I think Stephen's going to call in a little bit later, and he's going to test the functionality of what I have. Oh. Looks like I am... Okay, no, he's not in there yet. I was going to say, he's going to test the functionality of the system I have for calling in because that's another thing Elaine and I want to do after election season because she's way too busy to do it right now is to host a call-in show where you guys can come in and uh, actually voice your opinions, express yourselves, and have your voices heard. So look for that in the near future. Stephen may or may not be testing that here but he and i were uh, supposed to sit down with john from the generational gap and talk about this horrible bill that just passed gavin newsom's desk by the way today over in california that's going to be an interesting one i do want to sit down and have a conversation about this at some point so we will see if he can get in for that i got a message over here from him all right oh he's actually going to read the bill so we'll be checking that out yeah i wonder if he i don't know if he's in the live chat right now or not I got five people here. We're quarter of the way there. We get 20 people and I'm going for 90 minutes. So let's talk about this tweet that I found right before I, well, not right before I went live. It was a few hours before I went live. Yeah, I was talking to Steven and that was when he told me that he uh, jacked up his back. And I went over and I looked on Twitter and I found, and this is still getting ratioed hard, by the way. This is getting ratioed like you wouldn't believe right now. Representative Ilhan Omar, six hours ago, tweets, ICE is set to deport citizens of individuals from my district to Somalia, risking the spread of COVID. 
ICE's actions will not only put these individuals at risk, but could have far-reaching consequences for Somalia. This week, I sent a letter to ICE to get answers. <clears throat> so, and there are a lot of people that are replying to this. I mean, this is ratioed hard. So I have not been able to, actually, let me look into this and see if there's actually something. Ice raids in Minneapolis. Let's see what they've got. Let's see if there's a news story for this. No, there doesn't appear to be anything going on in the news for this, but it is uh, Ilhan Omar coming out and tweeting it. So it may be old news, it may be new news, or it may be something, excuse me, something else entirely on that. So a lot of people are coming in and pointing out one simple fact. If these individuals are getting deported, it means that they're not here legally. Now, Ilhan Omar is here legally. That is something that we cannot deny right now. We can make fun of her for being a refugee. We can talk about the dubious situations on why she got here, how she got here, why her brother got here, and the immigration fraud that went along with that. We can talk about a lot of these things. But if ICE is deporting people, that means they're illegal aliens. And a few people are uh, pointing this out here. Uh, Kimbra over on Twitter says, good, then ICE is doing its job. After they deported, you can say somebody or someone did something, which was really, really poignant given the fact that we're so close to September 11th right now. Why don't you just go back to Somalia and rid us of your poison here? Then you can take care of those sick there and live in a place of true oppression like you want. Take your brother husband with you. Oh, she's not married to the brother husband anymore. Danky shout out channel. He says, you have the best shirt on YouTube. Who are you going to call loved and missed the 80s? Yeah, um, of the five movies that I've seen in my life, I think most of them came from the 80s. I, I am uh, joking, of course. It's been a little bit more than five movies, but that's the joke. I've only ever seen like five movies in my life. It's And three of them say Back to the Future on them. I would say probably I've seen maybe 20 movies total in my life. And most of them are not the movies that people say that you must watch. So, I'm going to get to some more of them, I think. I tried for a little while to start going to the theater every week after my ex broke up with me. I was going to the theater every week for a while just to see what was out there, but they just kept putting crap out. They... They keep putting fucking garbage on the screen, and they expect me to go and keep paying for it. So, yeah. And the other thing that you'll notice if you're looking at some of these movies that are coming out is that they're remakes of stuff that came out of the 80s and the 90s. So, yeah, they're, they're out of good ideas, unfortunately. I hope that they uh, come up with some good ideas sometime soon. And the worst part of it is, is that... Netflix actually does seem to have some good, new, fresh ideas. They're putting stuff out, but it's not going to the theaters. Video Game High School. Wow, that was a web series, but it got picked up by Netflix. And then Netflix actually just dumped it back off, which was surprising because they helped uh, fund everything else. I've got uh, Cowie over on the Instagram that says, nice shirt, so thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Well, uh... Watching trains go by says, okay, that five movies joke calls find a flat. Because if you're going to say something sarcastic, you have to say it in a sarcastic way. And by the way, Back to the Future rules. Yeah, remakes are a huge chunk of theater movies right now. Yeah, I mean, give me something new to watch. 
And that's part of the reason, too, that I just haven't really sat and watched the movies on Netflix either, because there's nothing new. I watched, uh, I watched Dumpling over on Netflix. That was a good movie. That was not as funny as I thought it was going to be, but it was, it was a nice, good, feel-good, coming-of-age movie. They make good movies over there. E.T. was on Netflix when I watched it. Some parts have been altered. Oh, really? I did see E.T. when I was really, really young. Like four or five years old. I have not seen it since. So I would, uh, uh, honestly, just watching it now, if I were to go back and watch it over on Netflix or something, the altered version, I would take that as gospel, as that would be the fresh version. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, what was it? Where was I going with this? Oh, movies over on Netflix. The series. They're actually coming out with some decent ideas for series over on Netflix, which I kind of enjoy. Now, of course, they're remakes from various books, graphic novels. I just watched Warrior Nun. That was actually... Warrior Nun, they created specifically for Netflix. They based it off characters from a graphic novel or series of graphic novels out of the 90s. But the story that they put on Netflix was actually brand new. It had never been in a graphic novel before. They'd taken elements, they'd taken character names, people from the graphic novels had made appearances on the TV show, but the whole story was brand new. And I loved it. It was good. Altered Carbon that they took from a book, which I actually just put, I just bought it off of Amazon. So I could put it on my Kindle and uh, watch it. Or not watch it, read it. I watched the series on Netflix. It was good. I was a little bit afraid on the second season of Altered Carbon that they were just putting Anthony Mackie in to be a token. But he did he did that character really, really well. He did that character incredibly. I have no complaints about seeing Anthony Mackie take over the role of Takeshi Kovacs. I have no qualms with that at all. That was a tremendous showing by Mackie. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, that was a really good series. I tried to watch it when it first came out. I got distracted and got lost in the story. Um, and then over on Amazon, too, I've been watching The Man in the High Castle, and I talked about that on uh, Contemporary. Let's see. Uh, Dink's shout-out channel. The new Dark Crystal looks good. I'm going to check that out. I've never seen the original Dark Crystal. Uh, I was fortunate to see E.T. before release. The mother of Kid We Babysat worked for them. And I still have the record with the artwork stamped on the IP itself. Or LP itself, rather. One of the most interesting recent movies was Loving Vincent about Vince Van Gogh. And uh, I was animated in his art style. You know what was a good movie? Once again, based off a graphic novel, was Sin City. I watched Sin City. Now, to be fair, I the second time I was engaged, I was engaged to a very, very, very overprotective woman who thought that as soon as she let me out of her sight, I was going to go and run off, which I kind of did, but that'll be another story for another time here. Um, but she had a problem before she met me where like every guy that she got involved with was like 100% in love with Jessica Alba. Now... I could take or leave Jessica Alba. I'm not going to lie. She's not really my type. But, you know what? I should put the live chat over here so I don't have to keep looking over here for you guys. Um, but the thing with Jessica Alba, and that was that she she thought that if I watched the movie, then I would go fall in love with Jessica Alba too. 
So I wanted to see, I actually wanted to go sit in the uh, theater and see Sin City. I wanted to see that in the theater. And our roommates at the time, uh, the boyfriend of the roommates that we had at the time, he was, uh, he worked in the theater in town where we lived. So I actually could have got a discount ticket. I could have got in free concessions or reduced price concessions. They weren't free concessions, but I could have got reduced price concessions. Um, got a nice showing of that. And of course, I wasn't allowed to because Jessica Alba played a stripper. I finally watched that for the first time last week. What an incredible movie, and I can't believe that I waited as long as I did in order to go see that. I have a message from Facebook, which I'm streaming to. I want to see if this is actually something with my live stream, so hang on just a sec. Alright, I'm going to leave that go then. So, sorry about that. That's part of the uh, thing of double streaming. And thank you for Akawi over on Instagram for sticking with us over there. I think that's you in the live chat. I see one person lit up over there, but it doesn't tell me who it was. Danky uh, uh, shout out channel says, trains go by, that is awesome. Nice. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, and I don't really watch commercials anymore, so I don't even know what's coming out right now. Probably some more Marvel trash somewhere. I'm actually I'm interested in watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because I've heard that's actually really good. But yeah, what do we what's what is movies right now? I I didn't watch the Oscars this year. The last time I paid attention to the Oscars was when La La Land won. I what the hell is La La Land? These movies that I've never heard of before. They're just out there, and I don't know anything about any of these movies. I don't. They are... I don't know. They're just coming up with stupid shit. So, that's what I have on movies here. I'm going to go back, unless you guys want to... I actually love Guard Guardians of the Galaxy series. Is it? I know nothing about it. I never saw advertising for it. I never saw a movie poster for it. I never saw it up on a marquee, and I used to drive by a theater all the time when it was in theaters. I knew nothing about the movie until people were talking about it for the Oscars. Top Gun. It, uh, Top Gun is the only one I'm waiting for right now. Are they making another Top Gun? Uh, Danky Shoutout Channel says, Hey, Jay Edgar, I gotta get back to work, but I dig your personality, man. I'll be back. Best live stream I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I stream, uh, 7.30 in the morning Central Time, Monday through Friday, and then, uh, 5.30 in the afternoon Central Time, Mondays, with my co-host, and then I do this every other week, and I just talk to the people. This is your time. This is your time, so, absolutely. Come on in, anytime. Take it easy, Danky. <clears throat> All right, let's see what else we've got going on here. Um, yeah, Watching Trains Go By says Top Gun. That's the movie I'm waiting for right now. Are they making another Top Gun? Are they doing that one again? I heard some rumors about that. But I don't know if they're true. I have no idea. If, I don't know any of the plot line. Are they just going to revive Tom Cruise for it? What, uh, what, what is going on with this? Tell me about Top Gun. I'm interested in this. Uh, Sully says it was supposed to be out in June, but it was pushed back. Uh, rock on trains go by. Uh, yes, later this year released, like November, December, something like that. I heard for Top Gun sequel, 
the guy playing Goose's son is great. Okay, so it is going to be the next generation is what we're going to be seeing from this. It's the next generation, new people, but people who are related to the other people. What the hell other movie was that? Was like that. I know uh, Ocean's 8 was like that. Now, Ocean's 8, that was a movie. The only reason that I didn't like Ocean's 8 is because it had nothing to do with Ocean. Like, legitimately with Ocean's 8, if they'd have taken the Ocean name out of it, I know a lot of people had a problem with the fact that it was an all-female cast, and, well, all-female cast would never be able to pull off the kind of heist that they're pulling off. Yeah, fucking blow me. Bite me. Because an all-female cast can do the same things that an all-male cast can. In all honesty, I don't have any problem doing an all-female cast for anything like that. The movie had nothing to do with Ocean, and it was actually a good heist movie on its own. Like, that movie could have stood on its own. It was a great heist movie. The people that were in it actually put off some great performances. The end was a little bit shaky against the story. But that was a good heist that was pulled off well with all the players that were involved. Uh, just everybody that went to the theater was going in there expecting Danny Ocean, and they, that's not what they got. They didn't get Danny Ocean. They got, what was it, Sandra Bullock playing some bitter, love-torn woman. And these people were hard. The women that were in this movie were hard. They... they it wasn't an Ocean's movie. It just wasn't. I go into an Ocean movie, whether it be the Rat Pack Ocean's Eleven or the George Clooney Ocean's Eleven, which is probably one of my favorite movies, or even the two abortions that they put out with the Ocean's name on it after Ocean's Eleven came out the second time, which were horrible, by the way. And I look for people who've known each other for a long time who are comfortable with each other, who are incredibly playful, who can pull off something very serious while still joshing and joking around with each other. That's not what I got out of Ocean's 8. I got one bitter woman who was pissed over the fact that she lost her love, meeting up with seven other people that she had just met for the first time to go steal some jewelry and get back at the guy that had broke her heart. It was filled with girl power, but once again, it was a good heist. It was good. It was intelligent. They made use of the technology that we have now. And they made use of the situation. Hate me or love me. It was a good movie. Uh, watching trains go by says, if they could capture that kind of suave, cool type thing, it wouldn't matter if it was all female. Exactly. Exactly. And, I mean... The actors actually seemed to have chemistry. You could have easily written something like that in. The actresses worked well together in that movie. Very well. Once again, that movie would have been a lot better if they'd have just taken the Ocean name off of it. If they'd have left Ocean out of it, taken the name off of it, and just let it be a heist movie. Call it literally anything else and take all the scenes that said Danny Ocean out of them. That would have been a good movie, and it probably would have broken even at the box office. But they're trying to come back and remake all the stuff that they made in the 90s, the 80s, and even back in the 60s. And in the case of Ocean's Eleven. So, yeah. That's my rant on Ocean's Eleven.
And, you know, it's... Immediately before I watched Ocean's Love and I went back and I watched Ready Player One, which I was actually excited for because I just read the book like a month or two earlier. I read the book. I really enjoyed the book. I went out and saw the movie. I was more or less disappointed with the movie. By the way, I've got Ron Helton over here with a DLive sticker. Those of you that are not on DLive that are watching over on YouTube right now can't see the DLive stickers, but I can. I can see them up on my, uh, on my chat screen here. The AOC sticker. How are we doing, Ron Helton? Yeah, Ready Player One. A lot of people got mad at that because of the fact that they strayed so far from the book. But I think that they actually did fairly well. Given the fact that uh, they were trying to scale it down. Because if you've read the book, Ready Player One, you'll realize that the book actually takes place over a good 5 to 10 year chunk of time. It takes place over a long, long, long period of time. They scaled it down to happen within a few days for movie time to actually make a decent movie that you could put out to the theater and keep the audience's attention. If you just keep having to replace, especially as young as the lead character was, if you just have to keep replacing characters because the characters keep aging and things keep happening to them, you're going to lose audience that way. So they did what they could with to keep audience retention and keep things working for a cinematic release. I thought they did really well with that job. We are so far off Ilhan Omar, it's not even funny. Which is fine. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. This is your time. This is 100% your time. So anything you want to do, just throw it in the live chat and we'll go in that direction here. I'm going to go back and talk a little bit more about this though. Uh, just a little bit more of what happened off of this. So yeah. Ilhan Omar, ISIS is set to deport dozens of individuals from my district of Somalia, risking the spread of COVID-19. Never mind the fact that they're here, here illegally, that they're breaking the law. If they weren't illegal, ICE wouldn't be up there. Now, I'm not one of the libertarians that thinks that open borders is the answer. I really don't. I mean, if you're for private property rights, you can extend the same thing to your nation. You put a fence around your home to protect your private property. And then you defend it with guns. Why is there such a problem with doing that with your country? I've never understood that about libertarian logic. For the big L's, I know a lot of small L's that are actually on the same side as I am with that, of that argument. But that seems to be the major party platform for the big L, and I don't understand it. I've never been able to wrap my head around that. But to go into this, yeah, I mean, people are out here congratulating ICE. Um, people were saying... Just like you, they were imported by Obama and can be deported by Trump. That's actually not true. Uh, they're deporting illegal aliens, and that's a good thing. All illegal aliens should self-deport so they can at least leave on their own schedule instead of being busted by ICE, thanks to our brave ICE officers for cleaning house. And yeah, this just got massively ratioed. Like, what are we still at here? Let me go back and see. Uh, 16,800 comments versus 7,900 likes. Yeah, I don't know. With Minnesota being in play right now, I could actually see a world where Ilhan Omar loses in the general. And I could have never, I could have never ever imagined that, especially growing up as close to Minnesota as I did, that Minnesota would ever be in play, much less the Minneapolis district. But I think it's in play right now. Uh, let's see. 
So Ilhan got divorced. Ilhan got divorced shortly after she came into Congress. She had been cheating on her husband with one of her campaign staffers. And then I believe it was right around Thanksgiving because 2020 has been a million years. So I, I'm having trouble placing the dates anymore. But she ran off and married her campaign advisor. Which raised the question, a lot of questions about a lot of things there because of the fact that uh, she is paying him millions of dollars for campaign advice. And now she is privy to half of his funding that comes out of his business as a marital asset. That just screams laundering money to me right now. Absolutely. Hey, we caught a Har uh, wild Harvey McLeod. How we doing? 13 more to go. 13 more people in the live chat. And we will go 90 minutes. And I want to go 90 minutes for you guys. I want to give you guys that time. So if you know somebody that you would think would enjoy a Q&A like this, absolutely get them in here. And once again, if you've got any other direction you want this conversation to go, this is your time. So... Go ahead and keep getting, keep adding to the conversation. Ask your questions here. This is listener time, so we will take the uh, the conversation any direction that you want. Um, once again, I want to remind anybody who's watching over on Facebook right now that if you are over on Facebook, I cannot actually see your live chat from where I'm sitting right now. So if you would do me the kind honor of picking the YouTube, DLive, or Twitch link that's in the description above you, get into that you will be brought to the live room where you can see the live chat of everybody else that's talking about here or talking in here. And you can get your questions in the live chat. I just want to make sure that you guys come off and get your questions answered if you're over on Facebook. That's the only goofy thing is they'll give you the opportunity to live stream to the platform, but they won't let you into the live chat. And hey, if you haven't already and you like what you see, hit that like button or that subscribe button down below you too. We're a word-of-mouth business over here at Freedom Scoop, so the more word-of-mouth uh, word you are, the better it is. Yeah, I actually have that uh, article up on here. I'm going to catch up with the chat a little bit, Harvey, but I do have that article up uh, on my stack here, so we can talk about that in, uh, in a little bit, too, if the live chat wants us to go that direction. But let me get uh, caught up here. Uh, looks like Ron Helton's got something to say. So yeah, that's what happened with Ilhan is she ran off and she married her campaign advisor, which I think is just so she has a clear shot at her own money, to be completely honest. She could take the donations, use them to pay Tim Minette, and then Tim Minette just brings the money home and now Ilhan's got a clear shot at it. This just screams shady shit to me. Out of somebody who's committed marriage fraud once already. Uh, let's see, Ron Helt says there's no private property that I know of. Only churches seem to be protected at this point. Property taxes deny private ownership along with eminent domain and other government intrusions. Ron, you should start a church. That's what you should do. That is my mission for you right now at this point. Start a church. The Church of Helton. I will attend the Church of Helton. And I hope that everybody else will ch attend the Church of Helton too. Donations are greatly uh Donations are greatly appreciated for the Church of Helton. You can find a place to donate to the Church of Helton in the description below on YouTube or in the About section over on Twitch or over on uh, DLive. There's a PayPal in there. You can donate to me and I will make sure it gets to the Church of Helton. All right, Harvey says, hi, Ed. Hi, Chad. 
Uh, Ron says, hi, Harvey. How about the NFL? So um, uh, most of my viewers at this point know that I quit watching the NFL this season, which is very strange, I think, to a lot of people, especially the people that know me personally in my personal life that are probably watching over on the Facebook chat right now, because I bleed green and gold. I came out of the womb talking about the Packers. That may be a bit of an exaggeration because I didn't really start paying attention to football until Brett Favre was in it. I don't even know who the quarterback was before Brett Favre. I don't remember. I was too young. <clears throat> I know that Green Bay, that Lambeau Field is kind of the house that Favre built. But yeah, I, I live for the Packers. And after I found out that Colin Kaepernick is going to be the social justice advisor for the NFL, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I do politics for a living. I run a business for talking about politics. Freedomscoop.com, that's what we do, is we talk about politics. I don't want politics while I'm watching fucking football. Excuse my language. So if they're going to inject their politics into football, I'm done. I'm walking away from it. I'm not going to give them my ad revenue. I'm not going to give them my views. I'm not going to buy their product. Now, I didn't burn my Aaron Rodgers jersey because I've already paid for well, Actually, my mom bought that for me. But I didn't burn that because that's paid for. That's just a waste of money at that point. So I still have the Aaron Rodgers jersey. But uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch anything. I'm not going to deal with it. I want a bastion where I don't have to deal or wor uh, worry about politics. And if football can't be that bastion, then they don't mean to my views. It was the same with racing. Well, I actually stopped auto race, uh, watching auto racing long before that. But I, when the NFL started getting screwy, I said, okay, well, maybe I'll go back and watch NASCAR again. And then Bubba Wallace pulled his bullshit. And I said, nope, that's done. The MLB, you'll notice that the Red Sox flag that usually hangs behind me is gone. It's actually laying on the floor over there because I haven't found a place for it yet. It's folded up and over on the floor over there. I took that down on Contemporary because first the Red Sox put the Black Lives Matter sign out um, facing the Mass Pike, and I saw the picture of it, and I said it was disgusting. But that didn't push me over the edge. When I saw that the stadiums around the country were using cardboard cutouts of the Parkland kids, in order to give out their message on gun control and gun safety and school shootings, I said, no, 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 no. That is in horrible taste. That is in 100% horrible taste that you would put a cardboard cutout of a kid that got shot when he was 17 in your stands to fill the stands and raise awareness for gun control. No. And the Red Sox didn't do that, but I still don't want Major League Baseball getting any of my money. I don't want Major League Baseball getting any of my views, any of my clicks, any of my money, any of my merch money, anything like that. Major League Baseball is done for me. Those of you who watch my morning show will notice that my Red Sox shirts, I've got two of them, are no longer in my shirt rotation. Because Major League Baseball is not getting any of my support right now. And once again, not going to burn anything. I didn't burn my Nikes when Colin Kaepernick got endorsed by Nike. But I wore them until they're falling apart. 
which I still have them right now. But uh, the next time I buy shoes, I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to have the swoosh on the side ever again. I'll use the ones I paid for because that was $40 of good hard-earned money. But I'm not buying another pair. Fuck that. All right. That's my rant on the NFL. Let's keep going here. i got to get caught up with the chat again. Uh, they gave that Kenosha victim Kyle Rittenhouse a puff piece. We're going to bookmark that because once I'm caught up with the chat here, unless I go off on another rant, I will talk about that next. Or we'll talk about that on Contemporary on Monday. And that might be in the stack for the Red Net show on Monday night. So it'll depend on what uh, other news happens over the weekend here. Sully says, nice, Ron, always a good thing. Uh, Restream bot is not sending chat to DLive. YouTube seems to be showing all the chats. Interesting. Yeah, I can see my monitor, and uh, I can see that, yes, all the chat is flowing into YouTube, because that's what I'm monitoring right now is YouTube. Um, I can see everybody's chat. That's weird. I will figure that out and figure out what's going on with that. I know DLive has been a little bit screwy for the generational gap. So let's see. Uh, thanks for pointing that out, Ron, by the way. Uh, let's see. Washing trains go by. Says, good points, Ron. There's business industries like that, too, like some taxi companies or food vendors that the sale of license has to be approved by licensing commissions. And that is that is the bitch of things, too. Like, I can't go out and cook hot dogs on my back step and sell them to my neighbors for a dollar. Even if it's for charity, I can't go off and do that without getting some sort of license from the city that I live in or the state of Wisconsin. I think Rock County, I have to get one, too. But, and I know that Uber went through and they did all the licensing and everything for that, but I know the cab companies are pissed at a site like Uber right now because they can do that kind of stuff. Uber can come in and bypass, well, no, they've got the licensing and they've got the insurance and everything for that, but they're putting these cab companies out of the business by making a gig economy that's run by an app that really has no centrality to it. Uber doesn't have to buy cars, but I think that I think that some cities do have Uber cars for people that they hire to come on and drive. But for the most part, they don't have to uh, they don't have to buy cars. They don't have to insure the cars. They don't have to pay for the maintenance. So they're just going back and ride sharing, and people prefer to do that over a cab company, or it's an old police car that somebody's vomited in, bled in, and they know that somebody's vomited in, bled in it. Now, of course, if you watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you realize that she's Ubering in an old police car, so that kind of defeats the purpose. But, um, yeah. And the cab companies tried to do that. They, the cab companies tried to jump on and force Uber to get some sort of other licensing because they're bypassing the license uh, situation and just giving people an easy way to go out and make money and get a ride. I've thought about Ubering. It's probably not feasible for me because I only get like 16 and a half gallons, uh, miles per gallon in the city. But I thought about going and doing it, just making a couple bucks here and there, throwing the app on my phone, driving around a little bit. I'm going to put new brakes on my truck though first. But yeah, just get a little bit of extra money coming in. I hear it pays fairly well. Let's see, uh, Ron Helton says, workers at GM tried that and the IRS swarmed and intimidated them into not having churches. I want Ron to start a church. I want to go to the uh, Church of Helton. Harvey McLeod says, social justice advisor. Yes, he is the social justice advisor for the NFL. He answers directly to Roger Goodell. 
Um, my dad said the same. Watching trains go by says, Dear God, SJA, CK, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Um, Harvey says, and he's a Raiders man through and through. Well, give Colin this. He managed to start the toppling of one of the biggest businesses in the U.S. in less than two years. Oh, absolutely. And the ratings were down. And the Chiefs fans that did get to be in the stand, that paid money to be in the stands, booed. Booed loudly over the linking of the arms. They don't want the politics lesson while they're trying to escape from politics. It's the same thing for me. I don't want to see politics in my football. I don't. If I want to see politics, I'll turn on Fox News or CNN. Well, I'll turn on CNN and I'll blow my fucking brains out. But yeah, if I want to see politics, I'll go to the New York Post. I'll watch the already conservative. I have infinite venues if I want to watch politics. You can't force feed that shit on me and expect me to keep paying you money. Uh, Ron says, I was just fixing to ask about that. I thought somebody talked you out of that poster. Nope. Nope. When the MLB decided that they wanted to put the kids in the stand, the cardboard cutouts of the kids that got shot in the stand, I took the flag down on Contemporary. I didn't even stop the video or anything. I got up, I turned around, and I pulled it off the wall. I was done after I read that story. That is a level above and beyond. When you are using a cardboard cutout of a dead kid to spread some social justice message, you do not need my views. You do not. All right, let's keep going here. So no more bread or circuses, yeah. Uh, Ron says it would be really something if somebody started a new league of sports and prohibited any type of government worship or politics. Imagine. Yeah, but the fans would go by and they'd inject it with that. I mean, that, the, the NFL used to be that way. You didn't know who Aaron Rodgers was going to vote for. And a lot of what, uh, honestly, a lot of what spoiled sports was social media. You didn't hear these people talk unless they went over to uh, talk to a magazine or they got the press conference at the end of the game. You didn't know who Aaron Rodgers was going to vote for. I have no idea. Well, I think I kind of know now, honestly. But I have no idea what Brett Favre's politics are. I didn't care. All I cared about was that he could throw the football 70 yards down the field and hit his target 60% of the time. That's what I cared about when I tuned into football. It was how Brett Favre threw the football and where it landed. And who's, uh, whose hands it landed in. All right. Uh, watching Trains Go By says, I like that calling Kyle the victim instead of the Kenosha shooter. Very apt. Kyle is the victim in this. Uh, anyway, Sully Blue says, I see YouTube on DLive. Uh, just the watching trains comment, but nothing before that. A glitch on... It might be on DLive, because they do that sometimes. It might be on DLive's end. Uh, Kyle is the victim. He was not attacking anybody until they attacked him. Just hope the kid is not emotionally scarred from having to defend himself, which he will be. Let's talk a little bit about that. And this will be... I'm not going to go too far into this right now. Just a little bit of a rant on this. Because, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about the massive request that they just made, too. 
because the city of Kenosha just made a massive request right now. We'll talk a bit about that. But I want to talk about this CNN piece that uh, came across my Twitter feed earlier on today. CNN writes, the sole survivor of Kenosha protest shooting speaks out for the first time. Uh, and this, this is really, I know Harvey mentioned this, the fact, because she's in my Discord, which if you're not in my Discord, by the way, and you're watching this on YouTube in the description, a little ways down is a link for Discord. You can get in there and we can keep having the conversation. Absolutely join on and continue the conversation with me. I would love to sit back and talk with you guys more throughout the week. You just have to get up into the Discord and uh, hang out with me. And there's some other cool people in there. I'd like to get it a little bit more lively. But it, like for the most part, most of the people that are in my Discord are also in the Generational Gap and Steve Ignoramus. So the conversations usually get fiery over on those. I want to try and change that. I want to get mine at least a little bit more active too. But absolutely get in the Discord. There's a meme competition going on in there. And I'm going to add a starboard for that. So that you guys can upvote the memes that you like. So look out for that. I looked into how to do that today, but get on in the Discord because I want to keep having these conversations with you guys. And there's also a place where if you guys see some news, you can put it in there and I'll look into it. That's how I actually shape my contemporary show is what I see in the news throughout the day and what you guys put in there. So absolutely, you guys are free. You can, I may not read the live chat during contemporary, but you guys can definitely shape the show. But Harvey pointed out, and she had actually commented on that in the Discord as well, I think. she. Let me look and see if she did. But yeah, this is... Uh, no, she didn't comment on it. Midget B did, but she didn't comment on that. Um, so they made this puff piece just basically dropping to their knees and sucking off this Gage Groyskrutz guy. In a way that was just disgusting to watch. This guy is not a hero, no matter how much CNN sits down and tries to suck this guy off. So for those who don't know, or don't know the names or anything, because these names have been, for the most part, hidden throughout this uh, entire thing. Uh, Gage Groyskowitz is a West Dallas man, uh, western suburb of Milwaukee, who was in Kenosha protesting and was at the scene when things started to go down during the Rittenhouse event. Rittenhouse, in, it's dubious whether the first one was self-defense directly or just a reactionary shot. And I will give that the fairness of the doubt. That is for a jury of 12 to figure out. The first one is dubious as to where they're going to land on that. They're not going to get murder one. I can tell you that right now they are not going to get murder one like they're trying to. But there, there may be something to that one. A shot rang out behind him. He turned around and shot. He wasn't being directly assaulted for the first one. Now, following that, a man from Silver Lake, I believe, uh, west suburb of Kenosha, and this Gage Groyskurtz guy started chasing Kyle Rittenhouse down the street. Uh, the first one, the one from out in Silver Lake, hit him with a skateboard over the head. Rittenhouse, on his duty to retreat, by the way, fell down, stumbled, rolled up, uh, shot the first man through the heart, killing him. This Gage Groyskrutz guy, who was from West Dallas, by the way, came in holding a gun, which there are so many people over on uh, 
left-wing Twitter that are trying to tell you that Rittenhouse had the only deadly weapon in the area, which he didn't. This Groyskrutz guy came out uh, holding a gun and got shot in the bicep as he was raising the gun to shoot back at Kyle. They're trying to praise him as a hero. Meanwhile, they're destroying their own case. If I was a prosecuting attorney, I would go to CNN and have them take this article down. I'm actually half tempted to go and archive it right now because uh, any prosecuting attorney worth his salt will go and make this uh, make this article go away. I am not paying attention to the live chat right now, so I need to at this point. Um, any prosecutor worth his salt will go to CNN and tell them to take this article down because it shows that Groyskrutz and the other man that was shot were the aggressors in the situation. They were uh, they were chasing him down. They were chasing Kyle down, and Groyskrutz admits it in the article. He confesses it right there. We were the aggressors. We were chasing him down. Now, he tries to frame it of the fact that he's trying to defend things, but you have a duty to retreat in Wisconsin. It's bullshit, and I don't abide by it, but you have a duty to retreat in Wisconsin. No matter what the situation is, you do not chase somebody down the street. Now, chasing somebody down the street that has a long gun in his hand is Darwin Award level shit. But by the law in Wisconsin, and I didn't know this until just recently, you have a duty to retreat. Kyle Rittenhouse was retreating. Groyskrutz was not retreating. He was the aggressor in the situation. And the article pretty clearly says that. The article pretty uh, clearly states that he was aggressing against Kyle Rittenhouse into this, but he's also coming in. And this is this is the part that got me, and this is why I want to talk about this on Ed Talk, and I'm going to talk a bit more about this on Contemporary on Monday. I'm going to talk about this one point here, and then I'm going to go back and check in with the live chat. Um, he came, and they're praising him for this, by the way. The gentleman, Gage Groyskrotz, uh, drove over 40 miles from his home to be in Kenosha to administer aid, according to this article. And he carried a gun with him from his home, just in, things, just in case things got hairy. Now, we already know that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't cross state lines with a gun. That's actually been definitively proven at this point. But he also drove 20 miles from his home to come and administer aid in Kenosha. And while he was there, somebody he was administering aid for handed him a gun just in case things got hairy. Why is Groyskraut a saint, according to CNN, and Rittenhouse a demon, when they literally did the exact same thing, according to CNN's article? According to CNN's article, they did the exact same activities at the same time. So I don't understand where this is a problem and why Rittenhouse is such a demon and Groyskrutz is a saint. Now, in all honesty, neither fucking one of them should have been there. Neither one of them should have been there. But they were there. We can't go back and do that. We can't go back and undo that. Uh, Groyskrutz's lawyer has said that uh, he is not a felon either, by the way. That is in the article. I tend to buy that because I'm pretty sure that would get fact-checked immediately. If CNN had put that out, that he wasn't, 
now I don't I don't know. I haven't been able to see Cap the guy. I I found out about this this morning. I've never seen Cap the dude. I don't know if he has or not. He may or may not be at this point. So that's something to go for. But the fact of the matter is, like I said in this article, CNN is coming out and saying that Gage Groyskrutz coming to Kenosha engaged in the exact same activity as Kyle Rittenhouse did. In fact, they were both administering first aid to people that were being pro or that were protesting. And the funniest, the dumbest ass thing about this is, I'm actually going to change the scene on this so you guys can see this, so bear with me for just a moment. Those of you on Instagram aren't going to be able to see this, but here's the article, which is linked in my Discord as well, by the way. I hope you guys will come over and join in on that. Of course, for the photo op in the picture, they had to put him in his paramedic hat. Now, this guy actually was a staple at many of the other protests in the area. He's been seen uh, causing violence and havoc in uh, Madison protests and Milwaukee protests. So he's no stranger to protesting. He's been throwing bricks, burning shit, busting windows, doing shit like this. But of course, for this interview, they had to put him in the paramedic hat and put those big sad eyes on him. Because he's so scared, because he thinks about every night when he lost a piece of his bicep. This is theater. Top to bottom, this is theater. There is no basis in fact in this whatsoever. This is political theater meant to make jurors feel a certain way about this case before they go into the jury box. So they want to crucify this kid, just the way that CNN did. All right, let's head back over into this and catch back up with the chat. Wow, we're almost at the hour mark. I just might keep going for this just for the hell of it because you guys have been a great audience here. Plus, i got to catch up with the chat. So thank you guys for coming in here and uh, hanging with me and making more of this chat. Sorry to go off on such a rant like that and not pay attention to you guys, but I mean, that I, I had to get going on this one. I had to get this stuff out because I've been saying this over and over in my head all morning ever since I first saw this article. I'm actually not even going to talk about, uh, I wanted to come on and talk about the the Politico piece that just came out today too, but I am going to save that for Monday. So tune into Contemporary at 7.30 a.m. Central Time on Monday. And we will go over this article where the left suddenly fucking cares about landlords. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, let me check in with uh, the live chat here. The last thing that I got was from Ron Helton that says, just hope this kid is not emotionally scarred from having to defend himself, was where we left off. Um, Harvey says, I'm Kyle, feels bad. He has to open fire. I'm sure he didn't want to, but he did what he had to do. Absolutely. And he was retreating in this situation too. He was retreating. He was in full retreat by his duty to retreat. Grace Krautz was aggressing. Yet Antifa cheered at the death of a Trump supporter. Yes, that's the other thing too. This Rhinale guy that walked up and he was stalking. He, cold blood, shot a Trump supporter, premeditated. As a hero to these guys, to the point that they cheered. They rioted after he got shot by the police officer, after he pulled a fucking gun on them. What is this world? What is this double standard? I'm asking. All right. 
Uh, Ron says, yep, we are living through some bizarre times. The guy was chasing him and courting him. Take another look at the videos. The dude was a muscular threat. He got what was coming to him. Uh, guy that was the victim in the hospital said he regretted not emptying the gun into Kyle. Don't know if that's true, but if it is, um, I cannot fact check that. I don't know if that's true or not. That is hearsay to me. The first one he'll walk to, there's a great video of before the first shooting just feet away where Kyle was falling to the ground and had nowhere left to retreat. It came out later. Most haven't seen it. Well, no, the where he was falling to the ground, that was actually the second shot. There was one that happened right before that. Um, Harvey McLeod says, now, why do I think the news won't show something like that? They did. I've The New York Times actually put it out, which blew my mind. It was the New York fucking Times, a former newspaper. They did show the, uh, the first one. Uh, watching trains go by says the double standards are criminal too. There should be some justice when the law is obviously not applied equally. Yeah, you're going to have a two-tier justice system no matter what in this country at this point. Uh, let's see. Harvey McLeod, what a fucking loser. You don't have to censor in my chat. You don't have to censor on my show. You've said, the, you've said far worse on my show before, Harvey. Uh, we, should, we should troll that douche hard by sending those joke lefty novelty items for the rest of his life. I want to disavow, but that would be way too much fun. I don't even know what lefty novelty I... Oh! Oh! That, I didn't catch that. I was thinking lefty politics. Oh! Oh, I like that. Oh, I, I disavow that on principle, but I like that. Oh, that's good. Oh! Wow, I can't believe I missed that at first. <laughs> oh, oh, that's stark. I love it. I'm going to check in with the D uh, Discord here and see if Steven's popped into the live chat yet. Nope. I think we're going to miss that call-in tonight, which is lame. I was looking forward to that. Maybe he passed out from a painkiller or something. I know that if I tweaked my back, I would do that. Uh, let's see. Oh, look. Oh, just look at all these videos with YT on this clown. They're all mostly dislikes. Do your due diligence and put a dislike on it as well. Would you ever run for office? Um, I have run for office. I got the signatures. I got the petition done. I was actually ready to go and do that. I have. Well, I've, start, I've not actually run for office, but I've started the process to run for office. In 2018, well, in 2017, when I started thinking about it, uh, Tammy Baldwin was up for re-election in 2018. And in 2017, I filed the paperwork with the Wisconsin FEC to run against her for her Senate seat. And then on the second day of January in 2018, my girlfriend broke up with me. After, two months after we signed the lease to live together, she broke up with me. I think she cheated on me the night before. But she broke up with me. And I didn't know where I was going to be living come November. So I didn't wind up completing that run. But I had all the signatures. I had the uh, application done. I'd been vetted by uh, the Elections Commission. I was ready. I was going to run for Senate. But no, uh, that didn't happen. I am debating whether or not... Because I know that Ron Johnson isn't going to run again in 2022. 
He is a staunch term limit supporter, so he's going to lead by example and let himself term out after two terms, I think. Now, he's got the Beltway uh, virus, so he might change his mind off of that, but um, yeah. He said he's not going to run for a third term, and 2022 will be the end of his second term. And I might go run to succeed him by the GOP. It'll be an interesting primary with no incumbent, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Harvey says, I try to clean out my verbiage with a smile. Spartan, I would vote for you. Well, thank you. Uh, you would have to move to Wisconsin to do that, but absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I would like to get in there and get some of this shit cleaned up. I know I can't do it alone, and I'd have to rally some people to my cause, but I'd really like to get in there and get some of this shit cleaned up. Because I think it's time. And one of the great things about the Donald running, and th this was the reason that I did it, was that the Donald was able to run and win and be a freshman politician. The reason that I did it was because a freshman politician can come in and win the highest office in the land without ever holding an, uh, having held an office for anything ever before. And we should be leading by example. There should be more people running for office. There should be more primaries at this point. There should be way more primaries. Because Donald Trump can win the presidency. As much of an arrogant asshole as Donald Trump is, he can win the presidency. You have no excuse if you want to see a change to not run against your incumbent representative your incumbent senator, your incumbent state uh, representative or senator if you have a senate in your state, your school board member, your county commissioner, your governor, your mayor. You have no excuse at this point. Do you know why you have no excuse? Because Donald Trump won the fucking presidency. So if you want to see the change, be the change that you want to see and go and run. I'm going to do it. I'm absolutely going to do it again. I am absolutely 100% going to do it again because I want to see a change. I would probably run for the GOP. I don't think I would go as a libertarian in. I'm a federalist. I'm a states' rights activist. There is no federalist party anymore, but I don't think I could pull it off running an independent campaign. So I would probably run GOP with a libertarian bent behind me. But yes, absolutely, I'm going to run again. Let's see. I told you, Jay, can't pull out the furry costume until the fourth date. Nice. You should run. I know one person I could get to vote for you in your state. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Don knew the game and totally flipped the table. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, he's he's rubbed elbows with these people forever and ever. I mean, he, no, he didn't run for office. He never held an office before in his life. But he knew all these Beltway creatures. He absolutely did. Spartan says, if AOC can win, a two-headed midget can win. Well, keep in mind that AOC did have a lot of young Turks and uh, a lot of big money backing to her. She will come out and lie, and her little sycophantic supporters will come out and lie and say, well, she ran a totally grassroots campaign. That is bullshit. That is full-on 100% bullshit. She did not run any grassroots campaign. She was corporate-funded from the beginning. 
She was corporate funded to run against Joe Crowley in the primary. That's why we heard so much about her. No, that was not a grassroots campaign. Let's see. Well, two brains, that's like four times the brain power AC. <laughs> uh, I have the best live chat in the world. I have the very best live chat in the world. I think it's impossible at this point to fix this corrupt government. It needs to employ, uh, implode or go away, start over. Junior reps and senators are ignored. Uh, just having a voice of reason inside would be nice. Yeah. Too many companies and individuals sucking off the government teat. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, people are really tired of the same old, same old, but they still mostly vote like they picked their friends from high school. Popularity is almost as powerful as platform. Uh, yeah, watching trains go by. That's a very good point to bring along with this and a very good point to carry in. There is the popularity, and the people that are incumbent right now have the big business behind them to put up the ads to say, oh, do you really want this guy who once looked up a dirty website on accident 15 years ago? Do you really want to trust this guy with your lawmaking? Uh, let's see. Spartan Green Party is the only party? Maybe. Harvey McLeod says, When a CNN reporter is accused of calling Kaylee McKennedy a bitch, CNN says, No, I didn't. That's so wrong, but I wouldn't be wrong, though. When AOC is allegedly called a fucking bitch, cries in front of Congress, Wah, wah, how dare he? Yeah. Especially the House of Representatives. And I pointed that out over on Contemporary when it happened. I think we talked about it. I think I was still on the old podcast at the time, too, when it was still Ed's World. Because I think I talked about this with... Uh, who did I talk about this with? I think I talked about this with John over from the Generational Gap on the penultimate episode. Um, yeah. I mean, the House of Representatives, of all places, too, that's supposed to be the rowdy place. That is supposed to be the rowdy house. People used to have fistfights on the House floor, people. And now Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who was a bartender in the Bronx. Two places where people use that word regularly. Before this, is suddenly offended by the B word. No, I don't fucking think so. She heard a lot worse than that on the floor of the bar in the Bronx. A or C, her com uh, competition was not presentable. Uh, Ron Helton says, our district's federal congressperson was funded by Michael Bloombutt. Uh, watching trains go by. I'm going to uh, start uh, winding this down, by the way. So get your last minute questions in at this point. Uh, he also navigated law and politics, foreign and domestic, for 30 years. He learned a lot while they were t wasting time doing nothing. His political experience was earned through business and corporate. That is, that's very true. But once again, with all the bad stuff that we have on Trump, all the fun that we made fun of on Trump, for years before he was president, the marriages, the book deals, the bankruptcies, all seven of them. By the way, out of like 2,500 companies, all seven of them. And he can still win. You have no excuse if you want to see a change in your government to go and at least primary somebody. Even if you don't make it, primary that person. Make him answer for his agenda. 
even the primary could be enough to throw the person off his game or give a media attention to where he actually has to be held accountable. A lot of there are 535 members of Congress. How many can you name off the top, including your own, by the way? Well, Harvey can actually probably name her own because uh, I believe you are in uh, the Crypt Keepers district, if I'm not mistaken. I believe uh, Kim Klasik is greater than AOC. Yes, yes, she absolutely is. I'm actually I'm going to try and reach out to her campaign and see if maybe she'll do the Red Net show one night, or maybe. Join me for an Ed Talk. Either way, that would be cool. Have Kim Klasik as an uh, Ed Talk guest and just let the chat answer question, uh, ask questions to her. That would be cool. Would you guys be down for that if I could get her campaign to do that? I know that she was on uh, uh, the No Gimmicks podcast. I'll, I'll reach out to Brady and see if he can get me in contact with her press secretary. I think that would be really cool to have a candidate come out and do Ed Talk with me. Let's bookmark that idea and come back to it later. Uh, let's call everyone, uh, call it everyone that has cuties on their Netflix history. Well, what about the people that are watching it for research? Because there are a lot of people that did that too. I don't think we can call it everyone that has cuties on their Netflix history. Joe Biden, maybe. All right. I am the leader of the Spartan Green Party. Join me and together we will crush our enemies like cans of soda. That sounds like a campaign slogan if I ever heard one. Uh, watching trains go by says, yes, Barton, she sucked. Uh, Stephanie Bice will be replacing Kendra Horn, Bloom Butt's pet, come November. Oh, good, I hope so. I don't know anything about Stephanie Bice, so. Uh, Harvey says, I actually I don't know, I'll look it up. No, Rokan uh, is our congressman. Oh, I thought you were in uh, Pelosi's district. I know, like, Pelosi, Swalwell, and Rokana all have districts that are, like, city blocks and blocks apart from each other. Because aren't there a bunch of districts up in the Bay, uh, Bay Area? Uh, Ron Held says, Langsford is our senator. Inhope is the other one. Um, it is the state politicians that I don't bother to keep up with. Yeah, I don't. I know who my assemblyman is. I know who my uh, state senator is. They're both Democrats, by the way. When I move next spring, that'll be changing. Uh, Harvey says, yes, yeah, Sleepy Joe. And then she says, no, I'm further south. Okay. Uh, what about just running for president directly in 2024? I'll think about it. Tell you what. Since you guys are here, you guys like to consume this content, which thank you guys once again, and I'll go through and read names here in just a bit because I'm going to wind it down here after these Harvey McLeod comments. Um, tell you what. If you can see, this is a challenge to you because I'm going to grow my channel by word of mouth. If you can see my YouTube channel to 2,000 people by 2022, I will run for president because I'll have the name recognition that I can actually start to reach out to people. And I've got a platform that I can talk directly to the people. And a platform will all start to get recognized. So 2,000. So tell your friends, tell your family members, have them get in on the Ed Talk. If you guys can help me, and I'm gonna be putting the effort in as well, but if you can help me get my YouTube channel to 2,000 uh, 2, people, 
by January 1st of 2022, I will run directly for president. I will bypass the Senate race and I will run directly for president. Because I'll have all of 2023 to get through the FEC. Let's do that. Let is do that. Ready, break. All right. That was probably really loud because I did that right under the microphone. Sorry about that. Ah, all right. Let's see. Harvey McLeod says, but my place is doing okay. I'm in the commercial district. A lot of big businesses, corporate offices here. Well, that's good. Who won't look too kindly on their town allowing it to get overrun. Spartan says, give me 200 days to make 2,000 accounts. Unfortunately, that's not going to count, but I like the way you think. I do like the way you think. Yep. 2,000 people on the YouTube which will probably mean like 10,000 followers at that point because of I'm actually a lot more popular on DLive and Twitch than I am on YouTube. Even though I've got smaller numbers, those are growing way, way faster. Um, but yeah, we are going to head on out of here, I think. So we're going to wrap this up. Um, Spartan says, yep, give me 200 days. And Sully Blue We'll get last word for the day here. He says, I've been listening the whole show. Just had to go to the store and buy breakfast. Dude, do what you got to do. You, I know I know what it takes to do your job because I've done your job. If your back is hurting, my back is killing me from carrying my team all on Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, that is a great last word right there too. So you guys over on DLive, get your stickers in there. For those of you on Twitch, I want to see your emojis and on YouTube. Give me something witty to end the day with here. And I'm going to start from the top and start thanking people for coming in here for the day. Uh, it sucks that we didn't get Steven in here for the chat. I was looking forward to that. But I know his back is uh, is hurting him too. So, And he's got to do what he's got to do as well. And, dude, if your back is hurting, and this is coming from somebody who used to wrench for a living. If your back is hurting... That sucks. That sucks a lot. That sucks more cock than a bear at a known Benjamin concert. That's how bad that sucks. All right. So we had today Silly Blue live in your phone. Thanks, shout out channel who came in at the beginning. Thank you. That's a new name in here. So thanks for coming in and checking this out. Uh, watching trains go by, who's very active throughout all of this. Thank you for coming and checking us out and chatting with us today. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? Read all these names already. We got a Ron Helton with the AOC sticker and the rolling eye. Guys, if you're not on DLive, you can't see the stickers in. Ron and Sully have got some good ones. Ron and Sully have definitely got some good ones. And some of the other people that come in and chat in the morning show also have some pretty good ones. So, yeah, absolutely. DLive is awesome. Plus, I don't have to be monetized for you guys to give me a donation either over on DLive. You guys can just do it directly through the service. I love DLive. Harvey McLeod came in and chatted with us. Thank you for checking out the show. I think that's it. We had a, we didn't have a lot of people in here through the day, but we had them uh, very, very active. Let me open Insta or my phone back up here, and we'll do the shout-outs for the Instagram. We had Megan Rutleski and A. Cowie over on the Instagram coming and checking us out at the last minute. So thank you guys for that. 
uh, Spartan 0000 Superior 1 came in and chatted with us as well. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Let's see. I think that is everybody. Thank you guys so much. You guys rock so hard. Uh, yeah, uh, Harvey McLeod will actually be streaming later on tonight as well. So you see the name in the chat inside the brackets for you guys over on YouTube and DLive. Go put that into your Twitch browser and go check out Harvey McLeod. She is awesome. She is a great friend of the show. She has bailed me out on a couple occasions when I didn't have a guest at the last minute. She knows what she's talking about, and she's a lot of fun to watch and play uh, video games as well. I always get entertained when I see something bad happen in a video game and I hear, Oh, fart! That's great. So yeah, go on and check that out. I love that, by the way, carrying my whole team at Call of Duty. And we got stickers and stickers and stickers and emotes, and that's going to be it. So, we will be back here on Monday. Monday's going to be a busy day for me, by the way. We'll be back here on Monday with Contemporary at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time, or uh, Central Time, rather. Come on over and check out Contemporary. I don't read the live chat during that show. That is your warning for that. But come on in and check it out. I'll be reading the news for the weekend. I will be back on Monday night at 5.30 Central Time with my wonderful co-host Elaine for the Red and Ed show. It's always a great time, so come and check us out over there. She's very knowledgeable, and I very much enjoy reviewing the news of the week with her. And after the show, after the Red Net show on Monday night, I will be on Call Me Ignorant with one Stephen R. Ignoramus Esquire because he is going to talk to me about the events that happened in Kenosha, the fact that it was so close to me, to my heart rather, that's an hour away from me, but the fact that it's so close to my heart, and the aftermath of the things that have happened since there. So, come over and check that out over on Stephen Ignoramus's channel. You can find him in my Discord. And by the way, if you want to check out the Discord, the link is in the description below if you're not already in there. So on all of your platforms, the link is there. Come on over, check us out, and continue the conversation. Look very forward to hanging out with you guys some more. We will see you on Monday. Until then, I'm Jay Edgar, and thank you for coming to my Ed Talk. Take care.